Hi. Are we doing? Are we already live? We're live. What happened to our countdown? Oh, should I put our little thing oh, in? We already went live. It's you- okay. No one's watching yet. <laughs> People will just see this on the replay. Okay. Please hold from the for this dance. We were never here from our sponsors. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We are really excited that you're here to get weird with us. <laughs> and we're gonna have all kinds of you know absurd ideas playing around with magnificent guests. And we're just gonna go to places you always wanted to go, but you know, you can tell mom and dad how you felt about aliens, about channeling. You couldn't say fuck. I'm Ashley Bradley. I am a mom. I am an intuitive business coach. I'm a business psychic and a channel. And I am so much about people just like making money from their magic. Really? Like. <laughs> and I am James Lester. I am an open homosexual. I'm a speaker, a writer. I am a member of the recovery community and I am a queer activist. We would love it if you would just give us your your feedback after the episode. Give us a follow. Give us a give us a review. Let us know what you think because we would love to get all of our. Hi, Hello. how are you? For the first time. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we. I feel like that video we just can't take seriously, and it keeps playing, and then we're just like cracking up the whole time. So, that at our the drama of our intro and do you guys find it funny or are we alone in this journey? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're still gonna play it. We're just it. gonna laugh at ourselves. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are talking about twin flames today, and we magically, like even through all like the COVID separation, we got to be together in person. For the second time ever for this podcast, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. That Cookie Monster impression was adorable. <laughs> and so we wanted to just talk about like a few things in our world. And I pulled a card to like, and I feel like it's really fucking good for this episode as well. And okay. like the purpose of Twin Flames okay. in this dimensional existence. All right, so let's talk about the card. What card did you? Okay, pull? so birthing a new age. It says birthing new creations, dreaming a new world into being. And so I'm going to read this for you guys as well. So this is from, by the way, the Work Your Light Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. And so our card for this episode and for you, if you're listening, let's just say that you're aligned with this message. So you're going to be hearing it. It says often our path is exactly the one that we don't feel prepared to walk, walk it anyway. Often what is rising feels far, far bigger than we could possibly hold, be a container for it anyway. Often our creations seem to have a wild, uncontrollable consciousness of their own birth them anyway. Often what is ours to do is the very thing that most intimidates us. Be courageous and do it anyway. We are birthing a new age. Right now, we're in a transition period between ages. In the process of allowing the old cycle to fall away and the new one to rise, like driving in the fog and trusting the road will appear ahead, we need to release old identities and ways that no longer serve us, using our intuition as a compass. You are part of a group of souls who have been incarnating at significant periods of history, preparing for this exact time, dreaming a new world into being. Magdalene sisters, daughters of Isis, Essenes, priestesses, witches, mystics, healers, seers, artists, midwives, visionaries, 
Guardians of the Earth, Spiritual Rebels and Misfits, and Storytellers from Times Past, it is time to give permission and space for what is beckoning within to be born. We are dreaming a new world into being. I love that That shit. one's good. That, that one's good. good and one. I feel like it's like really on point for like... Mm really like the purpose of twin flames and the energies that it creates and this age of Aquarius. And like, I feel like there's even more activations astrologically that are coming in with like seven planets in Aquarius. Mm. I was reading that today. Fun fact. And so like, there's just a lot. And I feel like anybody that's like the spiritual rebel and misfits, that's like a part of our tribe, our people, whatever word we call our round table, our round table, our round table. Right. Our round table. Out, I don't so love the word round okay, table as well, much as you. Bad, okay. It was a great pun. <laughs> so suck it up. Round table. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, mm. but okay. So can I just talk about yeah. how much I love this lighting? You thought I was going to talk mm-hmm. about you, but this lighting, I kind of just want to live in this world. So I'm sorry if I stare at myself obsessively. Ashley always looks like this. Let's take a poll right now. If you guys think James should invest <laughs> the eighty or ninety dollars in his own nice light that I have, I or I told you earlier, I would end up just jerking off under my light the whole time. I know he would just go make OnlyFans, and he'd be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't have time to." <laughs> like, so this more light here. is not allowed in my own home. But anyways, it's fantastic. It is true. It is true. So. Um, by the way, we're drinking some delicious cacao. Um, Ashley introduced cacao to me on our Sedona trip. You sound like you're doing a commercial. Right I kind of am because <laughs> I love it so much. And I know that people like think like, oh, you know, we get bought into like, you know, trends and stuff like that. I am all here for the cacao trend. And I'm so thankful that you introduced cacao into my life. And it does sound commercially, but we don't have a brand. So it's not. I, I know don't. we we're not going to we don't have spiritual rebels and misfits cacao. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's throwing in the yet. I'm like, there. stay tuned. In a two or three years, we might have a link for you. <laughs> so let's talk about why we're doing this episode. So James and I are twin flames. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is one of the things that is really the first thing we'll address with it is I think you have cacao mouth, honey. It's okay. It looks like lipstick. Let me be. Keep going. <laughs> but that I think a lot of people think that twin flames and any kind of like a spiritual relationship. I think even soulmates, a lot of times people confuse with like only romantic relationship or romantic love. And clearly that is not us. Like we are best friends mm-hmm. in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> not, not trying to get up on that and vice versa. <laughs> and so I think that that is like one of the common um, misconceptions. So I feel like In our, like, we had the separation phase, which we'll talk about, like, the phases of the Twin Flames. But we have been friends for 12, 13, 14. I think it's 13 years. 13 years. And so um, we had, like, an interesting dynamic in that James was one of my bosses at Joe's Crab Shack. And technically, you're not supposed to have friends that are your managers. It's like frowned upon, but he doesn't fucking follow any rules. (laughs) And I, I followed a lot of rules, especially then. (laughs) But I was like, but yeah, it's like, you know, we're just like, Oh, whatever. We'll just like 
be secret, like best friends and just not post photos on MySpace of us going to gay clubs. Okay, it wasn't that long ago <laughs> that we were on MySpace, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> like you're way aging it. But I think that the whole point is twin flames. It's this unique, beautiful connection that people automatically assume is romantic. Yes. And I think that most of the times it can be farther from the truth. And again, that's my own humble opinion. I'm sure there's lots of people in the spiritual world that will disagree. Yes. But twin flames, as we're going to dive into like the dynamic doesn't necessarily mean romantic. And a lot of times shouldn't mean romantic. Yeah. Cause it's kind of a chaotic, intense relationship. So it's like, I love that. Um, the phrase that I heard is that a soulmate is your perfect match and a twin flame is your perfect mirror. And so, um, I think as we're seeing and sort of talking about what a twin flame is, it can really like mirror all of your insecurities, all of your shadow, all of your biggest fears back at you. And that is one of the reasons why it's really intense and why usually there's some kind of a separation is that at some point, the friendship in our case, just like there's just like fighting and disagreements and like judging. There was like so much fucking judgment and that eventually it leads to the separation phase until each of the souls essentially has done their own work. Usually there's one that's sort of um, more of the runner, more of like the one that's like the soul that doesn't want to fucking get with the program. So who why, would you say? Like, can you, let's you take looking? a poll. Who do How you many think polls that would are you going to do during this fucking episode? Just the I didn't really do a poll. I know, but you're, how many? You know what, you guys? It helps the fucking algorithm. So drop a one if you think it's Ashley. Drop a two if you think it's James. That was the more weary one that didn't want to get with the program and raise their frequency are, are, to be reunited with their twins. Is this a hidden resentment coming out of you right now? Is this, is this our Jerry Springer is episode? This the best you? <laughs> I don't think this is your best you. Anyways, we did ask beforehand if you guys had any questions. So I'm going to kind of really annoy Ashley and just lead with the questions. So if you have any more, if you throw it in the Facebook group <laughs> chat, I'll see if it comes up in time. So you ready to get, get down yes. and dirty? Yes. Okay. So the first comes from Aaron Houston, who I love. And Aaron Houston's asking about, I'm curious, how many twin flames can you have? What's okay. your thoughts on that? So based on my own intuition and sort of the things that I've read about it over the years, I do think that there is only one. I know that with soulmates, there's usually many different soulmates because again, soulmates can be your best friends, your, your family members. It could be your romantic partners as well. But I honestly feel like, the things that align the most is that there is one because essentially it's that at some point in a soul's development, they get to the point where they have a choice to split Mm. into two different souls. And I feel like the purpose is probably to like have more experiences because we're all about expansion. And so um, I do really feel like it's not going to be in every lifetime, like, or in every, I guess, timeline or dimensional reality that the you're going to come together with your twin and sort of a physical reality. But I really do. And that's what resonates with you as well, that there is only one. I, I it does resonate with me as well. But I, I do believe in the soul family, though, like yes. the soul cluster, the soul um, cluster, the soul group, which those everybody else in your soul group or cluster would be considered a soul mate, like in that sense. And so I do see that that's actually a pretty large landscape versus sort of like the the romantic comedy, like like that there's like one person out there. I feel like when it comes to soulmates, friendships, romantic or otherwise, that there are 
there are many. Yeah, definitely. I, I do. It does. It, it beats my heart that there is, you know, your twin flame and that's just unique. And it, yes. if, you're, if you're lucky, you can visit that that journey many times in different lifetimes. I believe there are many different soul mates. There are mates that are going to be compatible with your soul in this life journey. Mm-hmm. And the soul cluster family are people that play new roles in your life in every different lifetime. Like that were the, mm-hmm. the example of like, you know, when you connect with a waiter, at a restaurant you're like why do we connect so much is someone from your soul family playing a new role in your life experience and it's just weird and it's kind of eerie and beautiful at the same time so i think those are the vast differences like you know the twin flame is just that unique part of you like your your heartbeat in someone else's body and then you know the soul mate can be romantic male female and then the soul cluster family can be different roles like you might have been what my my lesbian lover in another lifetime? We were in past life readings. Yeah. Okay. She's really into that one. <laughs> so let's go on to the next question. Okay. So uh, Ashley asks, how many how can I find them? So I do feel like because I think that another question that might be an offset question and sort of an offspring of that question would be like, oh, how do I know if I have one? I feel like when you're just in the flow of the universe and with things that like things will come into your path several different times. If you're trying to be pointed towards something like you see the episode of twin flames and then like your best friend mentions it and then you're watching it on Gaia or something <laughs> before you fall asleep. And- <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there you're like, Oh my God, they're talking about twin flames. Like I feel like when it keeps coming into your experience like that, I think that that would usually be the first indication that there is one or sometimes it could just be that deep knowing like you're just like I just know that I do and so how can you find them it's very much about continuing to do enough of the soul um, work to be at a frequency where it makes sense for the two souls to be united what I do think though is that there are people that we didn't recognize the twin flame connection until like our coming back together because we were just not in that place to be thinking about things like that at that point in life. And so I do feel like there's some people that a lot of people, if if you already have that sense, like I know that I have a twin flame, it's likely that you already went through that separation and you would recognize that friend, that lover, that whoever it is for you, you would recognize it in the coming back together phase. So I would just say that it's about like doing the work and that it happens when, um, the souls would be in alignment and finding them would be following your intuition and the flow of life because we're always being guided where we're meant to go. Right. Yeah. Def- resist, right? Definitely. The synchronicity makes mm. a lot of sense to me, but I, I think that you can't just ask and not do the spiritual work for your twin flame to show up. You have to do the spiritual work and be, you know, asking and thanking universe for that relationship coming back into yes. your life or for the first time or the first time of this lifetime, but you have to do the spiritual work. We definitely had to do the spiritual work separately. Yeah. We were separately doing a lot of spiritual work in different ways. And then it's interesting because even when like we came back into our friendship, like I know that there was times where I would like look at his Facebook and I'd be like, no, I feel like there's still some toxicity over there. I'm just going to stay over here. <laughs> oh, no. And then I'm like, oh, like I started to feel the change in the shift. And honestly, I feel like it was just our frequencies that came into alignment. And then fucking funny enough, like I live in Orange and James was working in Orange. 
can I say the restaurant or do you feel like people might stalk you? Uh, you're a former rep. They're, they're gonna, gonna be they're gonna be like I just said in James's okay. section. Hey, I don't think anyone watching this is on the level of stalking me by any means. So I go mean, ahead. not yet until the OnlyFans. <laughs> They're going to look back at all these episodes. So anyway, he happened to work at the Red Robin that was in Orange. And it was like a place that like my family and I have been to multiple times that like Bob and I would be shopping there. And like, it's so interesting because there's times where we literally, I was like with my husband and kid and I ran into you that it was like, I obviously think that we would have just randomly sort of come back together because we were vibrationally aligned again, but it was just really interesting. I feel like how you'll be like kind of close so that like the universe makes sure that it fucking happens as long as you're not in a, a state of resistance. So I think that there's <laughs> probably a lot of answers about finding them, but it all involves spiritual work. But I think once your twin flame is in your life, it's kind of undeniable. Like, you know, it's just, there's, our It'll relationship. continue to get confirmed in different ways. Yeah, definitely. There's a really cool comment on here that says, I was told the twin flame could be come to me this year. Oh, it went away. There you go. I was told the twin flame could come to me this year. I was told two people would be coming as people would be port to me for the rest of my life. I'm excited and open while being aware of this scare them away. What's your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, oftentimes, like, there, there is that disconnection but i think one of the qualities of twin flames is like because you're actually the same soul and the same frequency you can't hide anything from them which is why it's really fucking intense <laughs> because they just see through your soul and they call you on all your shit but then you like you're like oh my god they nailed it and you have to be with it and so the thing is is like how you're saying like oh like is this going to scare them off like if it is truly your twin flame like they're not you're not going to be able to hide that from each other. That's like one of the qualities of it. And so while the other person might get scared off, like there's work to be done. Like they're like, again, like most of the time you don't want your twin flame to be your romantic partner because it's going to be really chaotic and intense. And, um, that the friendship dynamic is nice because then it's just sort of like, we're not up in each other's face, calling each other on shit all the time. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, our car yes. ride home from Sedona <laughs> was like seven hours of, but we're laughing the whole time, calling each other on each other's bullshit. I think yes. if we had like a romantic, maybe that's why I like, I'm supposed to be gay in this mm-hmm. lifetime with you. If it would have had a romantic interludes or intentions involved, it would have turned into it chaos. It would have been like too much because yeah. it's like, our friendship conversations are at such an intensity that it's just like, it would probably be like shit. Like, (laughs) yeah. But instead I almost fucking shit my pants from laughing. All right. So the next question, and this is from Tiffany K Uh for me, I feel the sense is friendship. Is that normal? Whenever I read other people talking about twin flames, usually referring to a partner, but I've generally only found it really with my bestie. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing. Right on Tiffany. Yeah. So I feel like for a lot of people, because I think that twin flame has been used so similar as soulmate or like assumed to be that, like, because twin soul is like another, that's sometimes what I call you as well, because I think flame people think romantic, but no, it's like, I think if anything, like through the friendship form, it's actually even more powerful and conducive. Um, because again, for aforementioned reasons, you probably want to line up with one of those soulmates when it comes to romantic partnerships. Um, And so I do agree with you, like besties and friendships like that, like definitely look there. And I know that sometimes when someone's single and they have this whole like kind of twin flame narrative, that's probably been sold to them through, you know, whatever Gaia, I don't know. (laughs) 
stop blaming Gaia for all our problems. It is Lifetime movies. I don't know. The whole twin I don't thing. even know if they use twin flame, but like, I know that at times, like that's like sort of the narrative and there's sort of this fantasy of it. But like, if anything, like if you open up the possibilities, like, Oh, I have a lot of soulmates or like, Oh, maybe I'm connected with my twin flame already through one of my friendships. And I feel to like, look at it. So I think that that's, Good news for people, right? Hopefully. Absolutely. Look, can we pull up this question right over here? Evangeline? Uh, then, yeah. Hi. Okay. So is a twin flame ever a negative attraction? Someone you can't make it work with? Always misunderstanding <laughs> and triggering each other? Like a wounded, hard relationship? Like you're trying to work out a hard ah, edge? I love that question. I like that as well because I think it brings up something else that we really wanted to talk mm-hmm. about, about like that sometimes people might use the twin flame thing as like a toxic relationship, like thing of like, Oh, they're, they're my twin flame. But I don't think that's what Evangeline is asking, but yeah, like I feel like in the different stages of it, which we can talk about, I do think that it does feel like that because they're that mirror reflecting back your shadow and the fears and all of the things that are really hard for you to be with. And so I do think that, um, just like how they might say if someone is like very similar to us, that it can be really hard for us to be with it. I think in the first stages of the relationship, it probably would feel like that. Or at least like after they usually talk about it having like a honeymoon phase. So after it gets out of that like newness of like, oh, like we're just so awesome. Well, sorry. Shit. I just like knocked the desk really hard. Um, yeah, I think after like, I think friendships and love relationships have those honeymoon phases, you know, before they get down to like the real reality of being humans. But I think that that makes sense to me. Well, I think what I like about this is kind of our, in our own journey, because your twin flame du- is your mirror. So it points mm-hmm. out all your insecurities, all the things you haven't worked on yet. The things you're trying to like, you know, tuck and roll from mm-hmm. you and I got to that point where it was toxic and we both weren't on a spiritual journey yet. So it can turn toxic. And that's yeah. why the separation is usually almost always imperative for the twin flames to come back together because we had to separate because it got toxic. Yeah. Mostly on my part, I'll own it. In my alcoholism, you know, it turned toxic and we had to separate because it was toxic. Yeah. So I feel like it's usually going to be like the the arguments or the fighting or the intensity. And then for the most part, like there's always that separation stage where – um, they both have to go and do their own work. And then it's sort of, I guess, if they do the work, they come back together. I do want to say though, that like the ultimate purpose of twin flame relationships is about inner union. It's actually not about finding this like missing half of yourself, mm-hmm. um, which I actually don't think like soulmates are either, but it's about the inner union and finding that wholeness within, because as like you reflect up my fears, my shadow, and also reflect back to me, like, all the amazing things about myself and how I do the same for you. It's like, we are always like doing the inner work because there's somebody else that's pushing us to do it. And so it's not so much about like, Oh, like we're just like BFFs times like a million as twin flames. (laughs) Like (laughs) we are, but it's really about like me finding like a deeper sense of self-love. And wouldn't you say that about yourself that it's like, it always turns you to like regain like more of yourself and love more of yourself because of it. Well, yeah. Like the car ride home from Sedona again, it was like a lot of 
shit coming up, but in a very positive way. And I think all friendships should be that way. But with your twin flame, there's like no barrier. It's all out. It's just open. all out. It's yeah. all there. There's no, it's no holds barred, but we're able to present each other with a lot of hard facts about one another. Mm-hmm. And again, cause we're not fucking, we're best friends. There's, there's no romantic attack, uh, attraction. It didn't turn into like a resentment yeah. or anger. It was like, fuck, I, I need to think about that. Cause my, my twin flames told me this and you know, vice versa. So I think that if both twin flames are doing spiritual work or have some sort of, you know, universal connection, it should never turn toxic or triggering. I think it's if both or one is not doing the work, it can be very, very, very toxic. Yeah, I think it's the first, like the stages of it, which maybe we should go through the stages of it. I think the only thing, though, is, is that sometimes like we might pull like something that is spiritual and then use it as like a reason to like stay in a toxic cycle and just be like, but I know they're my twin flame and we're just in this stage. And it's like, if there's like abuse or like, I mean, just like if they are your twin flame, then just go ahead and get on with the separation (laughs) and universe will let you know, (laughs) I'll get back to you. (laughs) So the stages initially um, would be like the yearning stage or like that knowing that like, that awareness rises that there's maybe another part. I don't really feel like I was very conscious of it at that point personally, but that is like what the consensus is of how it starts. Um, the meeting. And usually it's like a very instant kind of like quick um, friendship or in romantic couples, like an attraction where it's like, Oh my God, I've just known this person. And so like, I know with us, we just like quickly became best friends, like very quickly. Dude, we just become best friends. <laughs> And so I think that that's a big part of it. Um, the newness for friendships, the honeymoon phase where it's just like, oh, rainbows and unicorns. And then the challenges set in and shit gets real. <laughs> and like usually when the souls have not yet done their work in that stage, everyone's just like reflecting things back to each other and projecting things on each other and judging each other. I was judging you a lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully aware. I was judging him a lot. It's yeah. a true story. Yeah. And then getting defensive. And so then like, that's when sort of the chase part comes of like, are we going to do this friendship, this relationship or not? And then the separation, which I feel like the separation is like very imperative to it. And then the coming back together would be the final phase. So just to gay it up real quick, it's (laughs) like the movie Beaches with Bette Midler, right? Those are I haven't seen that. I don't know if you're my twin flame now. Let me psychically tap into you and just download <laughs> what I need to know because I guess that's a, a thing. Okay. So have we hit all the stages? Yes. You ready for more questions? Let's see what's off. Yeah. Hmm. Don't read Solange's question. Solange's question? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should go to that after. I oh, like that here's question. a good one. Which one? Right here. Oh. Evangeline, we did Evangeline's. Uh, Let's see who else. If you guys do have questions. Well, hold on. There's some more in the group chat, which if you are watching right now, feel free to to post it in the group chat and I'll try to pull it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here, let's do this one. Can a twin flame and soul family be one? So I think what I'm understanding is like, is your, your twin flame in your soul family? Yes, because essentially it is at one point there was one soul that split into two different energies. And so they would be in the same as existing in different energies, right? Like in the same soul group. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
for me, like you, as my twin flame, like you are a, a part of my soul. And I think the the soul family for me, this is my interpretation at least, mm-hmm. is our other souls, but you are directly a part of my bonded soul. So for me, it's a little bit more separate. But if like it's two yes. that have be, if it's one that have become two, then of course it's going to be the same soul family because it's one that became two. But for me, my soul family, which I've been able to identify some people that are in my soul family, mm-hmm. um, the relationships are huge and they're monumental, but it's not quite the same connection. Not that like I'm trying to play one versus the other, but my connection to you is just, it's undeniable, you know, like yeah, bitches in my head sometimes. I think, yeah. I mean, and also I am psychic and so <laughs> beyond how, just seeing through your fucking soul mm-hmm. because I can just read it. Um, there's that. And I think that one thing that's very um, apparent about twin flames, they see that there's 144,000. Like that's a number that I've heard. And with certain things like that, I feel like you're just like, yeah, like I feel that. Um, and so that is the consensus, I guess, in the spiritual community. You can tune in and see if that feels true for you, but that there aren't a lot and that the the purpose is really about like coming into earth with like a um, major part in, in changing it. And so usually there's going to be alignment in purpose and mission for like what we came here to do and how we came here to change things. And so I think that's why it's a really big topic right now is like with Ascension and all the things with the age of Aquarius and um, really like this card was saying birthing a new age, like they're reuniting and sort of pushing each other to be the best fucking version of themselves so that, that we can go as twin souls and playful out and change the fucking world. Right. Well, I think <laughs> what we're experiencing right now. And uh, if you're listening to this, you probably relate right now. It's game on, like it's really game on to get hit this new frequency. So I think a lot of us are hoping we have a twin flame to like, kind of join us on this journey or we're yeah. feeling it more with our twin flame. If mm-hmm. we've discovered them, like the connection is very, very obvious now because we are in this game on, you know, new earth energy field right now where it's like, you know, everyone's gifts are being revealed. Everyone's getting more spiritually curious. Everyone's more spiritually aware, you know, because we've been kind of pushed to a brink. So Alyssa asked in the group chat, said, uh, do you always reunite with your twin flame? I feel like the only reasons that it wouldn't happen would be if, Uh, one or both didn't do the work or if um, like, I think that it might not always be what I'm seeing a lot in this actual lifetime. Like I know that there's people who have somebody that's passed and they know that it's sort of just in a different dimensional reality that they're not here in physical body. I know that I've heard people talk about light beings like recently being their twin flames. So I think that like sometimes we're only thinking about like being in this physical 3d reality Mm -hmm. here on this timeline and thinking and counting that. But I think that sometimes people are failing to think about those other ways Mm -hmm. that the soul can come to be. So, yeah, I would say um, that's a complicated one, but that's the best answer I can give you. Well, for me, it's, we want everything to happen in this lifetime and Mm -hmm. right now. And I I feel for some people that your twin flame, you may have to wait a couple lifetimes. You may have to wait like another dimensional experience. Well, we want it all right now, especially right now, but it's not the way the universe 
plays things out sometimes. I do feel like though, like with everyone talking about Ascension, now that I think about it though, is that there's um, a lot of the theories of like the 144, like coming into union. Mm-hmm. But like, again, I think that that's sometimes going to be like, okay, I feel that connection. I've created that connection and um, in like spirit, whatever it is for you. Uh, because I know that, that there's always these interesting things that have constantly confirmed like our twin flame connection. And one of them, there's a woman, Sandy in my network that was saying that there was supposed to be um, twin flames were supposed to be coming together between January like 13th or 18th. And we found that out after we had gotten back from Sedona and it was specifically during that time. And that I don't even understand. There was some kind of a shift and like, things couldn't really sort of play out, but it it's really interesting that it feels like the cooperative components of the universe are just finding ways to bring these energies back together because I can't even fully logically explain it, but that there's some kind of interesting things that, that happen with the energies combined. That's sort of the best, we have better words well, for f- it. Fulfillment, right? Cause I feel like we're split into two when we come together, it's like fulfillment. I think that it also is like that you vibe super high. Like, wouldn't you say that because we're the same frequency and we're each other's mirror and we have just such like a pure unconditional love and honoring of the other person that like we're typically in a very, very high frequency. And if my understanding is that, um, and this is for a lot of people that sometimes you, you really are just basically sending uh, energy into the crystalline grids of the earth and really it's supporting the the planet mother earth being able to raise frequency and so i do feel like when we come together like we do our frequency rises like really really quickly well we also and not like that we're jerking each other off with each other but i think with all twin flames like you coax the weirdness out of one another. You could coax the uniqueness out of one another. I think you do that with your soul family too. Like I saw someone else from my soul family Mm. for lunch today and like she's talking about coming into her gifts and I'm like pushing her on. And I think with your twin flame, you definitely coax each other to be your your full self. So that's what I mean by fulfillment. Oh yeah. Of like, and that self-expression, I guess I'll call it like when you're fully self-expressed and your soul is not holding any parts of it back. Like I think that it's vibing at one of the highest frequencies possible because you have to be holding enough self-love to be show up that way. And I think that that's one of the reasons why this fucking podcast is really good. Cause I always tell James, <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't feel nearly as like funny or interesting when you're not around because you're I, not. I feel like I'm just tapping into his energy. It's true. And that it's like a co-creation because I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I feel like there's times where people connect with me outside and I'm just like different Ashley. I don't know, like non-twin flame Ashley. Because I applaud the weird in you. But then I think we kind of egg each other on and it creates this interesting dynamic. So, but which yeah. brings up Sonia's question or comment, okay. not going to lie. First thought for me is codependency. Not sure I feel about twin flames or have I ever felt the need to seek one out? Yeah. So, so I think that goes back. Do you have first initial no, thoughts? No. Well, I think that that is probably like one of the more myths around it or same with soulmates as well. But ultimately it's about the inner union and that it's, it's um, meant to be about finding more of yourself, doing more of that work on yourself mm-hmm. as your shadows, your fears, all of that gets mirrored back at you. Like, and that's what I think I, why I think it's awesome and why I can be so on board. It's actually the opposite of codependency. It's like finding that, that 
validation, that love, that dependence from within, from no other outside source. Mm. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, my feeling with Twin Flame is I'm so glad that in my experience, it's not a romantic relationship. Because yes. I, mean, I think if you're trying to harness that romantic relationship and a Twin Flame energy, it can be codependent. But with Ashley, she'll like, you know, tell me the truth about things. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, go work on it. <laughs> and I don't I'm just, say that. Well, like in a good way. Like, I said you can go on your journey with that. Do the whole hand gesture. I did it. I was like, <laughs> when I disagree, sometimes that's where it comes down to. I said, you just need to go on your journey with that. No, but what I'm trying to say is <laughs> codependency is you need the other person to function. And mm-hmm. you tell me to go on my way to go explore these things and you're here to support. Yes. But if we were romantic, you know, we had that romantic going on too. Yes. You'd want me to solve it right away and you'd be like, all up in my business trying to get me to solve it because we'd have like a union, a family, a yeah. marriage together. But since we're best friends, you can like give me the hard truth, give me the support and say like go on your journey and I can yeah. tell you the same thing. So I think if you're trying to meld the romantic relationship with Twin Flame, it can be codependent probably and very toxic and probably very frightening. And I was telling Ashley on the way home from Sedona, like I like I you know, I can never have a romantic relationship with my twin flame because I need things from my romantic partner that I wouldn't want from my twin flame. Like Ashley and I both like to run the show a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we happen to both have intense personalities separate from like the intensity of the twin flame friendship. So it's like, I feel like that's why it's like, there would be a lot of chaos and people would probably just be like up in each other's business, triggering each other all the time because that's a part of like why the growth happens is things get triggered and you're, then you're at that spiritual growth enough to know like, Oh, if it's triggered, it exists within me usually, or mm-hmm. I guess it's in the the toxic phase where they just are like, no, like that's because you suck and you're a slut. <laughs> this is the judgment she's talking about here, by the that way. Was that was like just, real previous that judgment. just came out a little bit. Ashley of so. uh, whatever. 19 <laughs> we'll go with 2001 all right yeah you're oh a God, slut <laughs> so what else do you want to talk about on this i know we're having a pre-conversation is there anything else we touched about on notes mm. any other any, anyone have any other questions on this yeah i think i was i thought there was something else that i wanted to talk about with it let's see um getting asked what our names it are do twin flames always have karma to work out so this i think this goes with soul contracts right and karmatic yeah it's funny because i was talking to sandy about that and she was talking to me about all the the karmic stuff i don't i i think i'd have to look into that one i don't want to pretend like i'm like a know-it-all by any means of like all twin soul things but from the conversation that i had it does seem like for the different appearances in the lifetime that like there could be other things in other lifetimes that weren't hashed out and that the twin flame dynamic can spiral forward. I don't know. Do you have a better answer than I do? Or does anyone here have a better answer? Well, I mean, for me, we continue to come back into the earth experience to learn more. And if we haven't really learned something in a past lifetime, we definitely come back to relearn it, like, you know, taking a, a quiz or a test over again. So I think if you come in contact with your twin flame, they're always going to be pushing you forward to solve that, that mission of understanding a lesson. Yeah. Like uh, I know that in my past lives, there's, there's been a lot of addiction and, you know, I'm hoping that 
in this lifetime, I really understand sobriety and really, you know, understand the journey of addiction and alcoholism. So I don't have that karmatic relationship once again with alcohol and drugs. And I think that you've been really supportive and helping me mm-hmm. on that journey. So I think in that way, they have the karmatic, you know, soul contract to complete and we help each other complete. Does that make sense? I think that's a better answer yeah. than yeah. I had. And hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, um, yeah, I'm trying to think some other things that I think are interesting. Like, I do feel like there's, um, I did talk about that shared sense of mission. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was one of the first times that I had heard about that. And I'm like, even though sometimes because you're working your magic in the recovery world and I'm more in like the coaching world, we feel like, oh, it's just like separate. Like it is on maybe the 3D level. But when you fast forward a few years, I feel like the things that we see ourselves doing together is like speaking in front of groups and traveling. And like this podcast, I feel like is like our shared sense of like mission and purpose. And so I do feel like there's a lot of souls that, especially this year, it's like, I feel like 2020 and 2021 might be years that if the twin flames weren't together, if there wasn't that awareness of them, that like everyone's being called back to each other. And if you have that sense, like just be so tuned in, be asking the universe to send different um, signs, different messages. I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the um, amazing things that like we like to do to kind of be in communication with the universe. But I just think if you have that sense, like trust it and be really open to where you're led and follow those nudges of like, oh, I feel like I'm meant to go into that store. I feel like I'm meant to go to Sedona because I do feel like it's by following that movement, even when our logical brain doesn't really understand it. That's when we get nudged uh, with the people. If you feel like, you know, you have that, that spiritual partner in crime, I guess we'll call it to help you be more awesome and like bring all your, your visions like into existence. Are you doing jazz hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pull up Autumn's last comment? Cause I think that's, mm-hmm. so Autumn says, do you both always know, understand that your twin flames are connected like that? So the way that I really, you know, just the, the cutesy theory of actually being my twin flame, how I really came to know she's my twin flame is we've, both help each other address traumas that have happened before we came together and traumas that have happened during our duration together. She's mm-hmm. helped me on like recovery and abuse. Mm-hmm. And we both have helped each other with like a lot of, you know, sexual healing that seemed to go not together. Just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's how I came to know she's my twin flame. I think if someone's not in the realm of spirit or not knowingly connecting to source, they might be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, I think you always have to have that connection to source to understand terms like twin flame or to even feel like someone might be like part of your soul family or Mm -hmm. uh, your twin flame. So I think someone might not understand if they're kind of tapped out, if they're tapped out of the spiritual experience and living in mind. Yeah. And also like, if you're asking, um, do both always know, like, I feel like, there's times like, and I, I just use our own connection as like an example, because that's the way that we've lived it and understand it is that usually in the first phase of it, you probably don't because we were not very spiritually tapped in. No, we just like, thought we're both sassy and bitchy. We were just that's... sort of worried about our own stuff <laughs> and being a victim, you know, let's be honest. Right? <laughs> and so... I think that that wasn't even a term that we knew. And then for whatever reason, I feel like at some point something will, will shift. Like, so 
That's the best answer I could give you, Autumn. I hope yeah, that helps. So- Autumn yeah. back then, I just thought she was my fag hag or my fruit fly. And it, it didn't, it wasn't until I got connected to source that I understood she was so much more. I, does that make sense? Like back then we we're just like each other's like party friends, like cohorts. Yeah. We just basically went to gay clubs and like Buffalo exchange. <laughs> and I would just, she had karaoke. I'd go have sex on the beach and she'd call me a slut afterwards. He'd lock me out of the, you know, apartment and put all my stuff outside. I mean, we can go on. There's a lot here in the previous it's like thing. Twin, twin flame counseling, like marriage therapy, right now. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like um, there was a few things. Let's look back because we tried to like be on it because I feel like sometimes we just can get off on mm-hmm. a lot of tangents together, as you guys can see. Sorry, not sorry. Um, but yeah, I do think like. If you're, because I know some people might be tuning in later, like just the best differentiator is like remembering the soulmate is your perfect match. The twin flame is your perfect mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. Um, We went through the signs. um, Oh, we went through the stages. We don't think we went through like the signs. Okay. Okay. So this is some things that you might want to think about if you're like, Oh, like is my best friend is my partner is my mom. I don't know. My twin flame, my dog could be. Don't throw dogs in there. Could, like that. could be. They are all sources. Creation. That's a lot of pressure to put on the dog. <laughs> I mean, I, I think less likely. Well, I mean, if, if the dog is telepathic, your dog they is are. definitely not your twin flame. <laughs> no. Your dog can't stand you. No, no. <laughs> Okay, so sign. Anyway, the instant recognition, like that knowing, like, oh my God, I feel like I know this person, that like there's that just like fast um, friends or fast lovers or whatever it is. Um, All the insecurities and the doubts are amplified. And so this is especially in like the initial meeting that like anything that you know is a wound of yours is going to like come to the surface. And you would probably kind of be in like a lot of tiffs or fights or arguments. Um, There's that magnetism Mm -hmm. to the connection. And so that's another thing I think is interesting before we talk about that is like that twin flames use separation as well as like being together and physical in um, powerful ways. And so I almost feel that like, it kind of charges us. Like, don't you feel like, because Sedona, like that was very intentional before Sedona, it had been three months. That's probably the longest since our reuniting mm-hmm. that we didn't get to see each other and hang out in person because of COVID. And we're just like, I miss you. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Um, and so, like, I feel like we came into Sedona into this powerful fucking energy vortex. And we're just like, oh, my God, we have so many best thing, friend, like, twin flame things to catch up on and cacao. And there's cards and rituals, like, that we were extra charged up and in like like a ton of love and appreciation for each other it was definitely an extra like slumber party like extra yes slumber party and so i feel like the the use of separation like even in um the friendship dynamic as well and then the coming back together that those energies are really powerful so I think that that magnetic quality, like how else do you describe it? For well, people I, that I mean, now that you're speaking about like the separation, I think that if you 
if you're listening, you have like a friendship or someone that you've fallen apart from or fallen away from, and you still feel that pull to them, like mm-hmm. be it months or years later, but you're both being stubborn about making that like re- reconciliation. Yeah. That might be your twin flame. Cause I know that over the years with Ashley, even though I was like off my own alcoholic madness and she was on her own spiritual journey, like I always felt that pull back to her and my ego got in the way. But if you feel that like, I mean, forgiveness for everyone should be all of our journey. That's my own personal thing. But like for Ashley, I felt that pull, that magnetism. Like, where's my best friend? I wonder what she's up to. I wonder how she's living her life. And my stubbornness is like, no, fuck that bitch. You know? So (laughs) if you feel that draw to someone that might be your twin flame, it might be a sign that that's someone you're connected to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The chaotic intensity. And so, and also because we also have that intensity to our personalities already, but that, like I remember sometimes even using the car ride back from Sedona, it's like there's times where you're just sort of like digging into like the deepest thing that I'm just like, oh, let's just talk about our hike. <laughs> and like my resolutions for the year and that you're just like, no, like let's talk about your deepest fucking fear and how it's coming to face <laughs> you. Let's talk about it for two hours. <laughs> no, we're not done talking about it yet. It's very... Like, and that's like the intense aspect of it. Cause I remember at one point I was just like, okay, we're not fucking talking about this anymore. Let's just talk about something else. And then she diverted by making all about my obsession with having my armpit licked, but that's (laughs) (laughs) new poll. Drop a one if you've heard of armpit licking mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot in of a ones. sexual way. Drop a two if you're just like, what the fuck is it? Now I need to go find out. It's, there, there's there's 12 two. people watching. We're going to see 12 ones. I right? was a two. You need to vote. We're requiring this because the people need to know. So launch follow up with each person listening right now. <laughs> it better be all ones. Next one. <laughs> you want to get off that topic now. One. Um, I got a one. Don't don't call that person out. There's a one. <laughs> don't call that person out. <laughs> the split. Um, I think we talked about that already. The psychic connection of like seeing each into each other's souls. <laughs> See. I'm in Whitney's camp. I was like, what? I was like, I think that's called a fetish. I don't think that's like a regular people thing. Whitney, I'll walk you through it later. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Yeah, the psychic connection. That's my last one that I have. I think the only other one is that shared mission or purpose, like that um, thing that you're here to sort of do and amplify in each other. I do feel as well, like, because there's your mirror, like, I think that's why, like, you have this sense of, like, your unconditional love as my best friend. It feels the same as when I tune into, like, my high heart chakra, mm-hmm. like, which is, like, the divine spiritual love. It feels like that. Like, I feel like I get, like, the universe speaking to me and, like, affirmations. And I think that's one of the unique things is, like, that, like, you're getting emotional because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm trying to think about it because I, I don't want to seem like we're just like going on and on about each other. Cause we are. Well, but my, I my think gr- it's where you have to share it through the lens that we yeah, know well, it. And my, really- my grandmother and my aunt Joanne, I believe those two are twin flames. And I, 
whenever they're around each other and they now live with each other because they're like twin flames like yeah. they bring out the best in one another and they push each other's buttons too but in such like a productive way yeah so i'm trying to look at it like in another lens because we're, we're blessed to be best friends and twin flames but like seeing that in my grandmother and my great aunt mm. like it's so beautiful you know like think yeah. about that person in your life that really just pushes you in the best way to really achieve what you came here to do which is really fully embraces earth experience. And perhaps that's your twin flame. Cause you, you do push me and you do. You push me a lot too. I feel like I don't think that I'd be brave enough to be like stepping into the channeling and like, even like I was like right at the verge, I was stepping into my gifts for the first time. And I feel like, I don't know, honestly, that I would have had that strength at first without not having anyone else in my experience. I think that the journey would have been a lot slower mm -hmm. and that I feel like I know that you're going to continue to like push me. And that when you say those words of like, like it just, it speaks to my soul in a different way to where I'm just like, fuck, I need to like be me. I need to like own this shit. Like I feel like very amped up and in a way that I feel like it would be hard for other than sort of my spirit team, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the only other connection that can make me feel like I just have to fucking do this and be me. So let's pull yeah. this coming right here. Lisa? Yeah, Lisa. Lisa always has Lisa. great insight. So would it be a different dynamic if you meet your twin flame later in life when you have both come to a good place in your lives? Mm, that's an interesting I'll get it up. So like golden girls, that's where we're getting out here. So I think that that that's a very interesting question. Like, can you imagine like if, you know, meeting your twin flame much later and you've both done the spiritual work, do you bypass some of those steps? Here's those what comes stages? in okay. is like, it feels to me like that, that dynamic feels more of like a soulmate or it feels more of like, um, like what I read about as like an Ascension partner. Mm -hmm. And I think that that person is going to be really significant in your life. Um, but it would probably be in a soul, a soulmate who's like stepping in to be like your Ascension partner to play like a similar role. And so I don't think that, I don't think that anything needs a fucking hierarchy. Like I think that like all of the relationships and all the different dynamics are important. And so that's how I understand it. What do you think? I just, I'm more love that question because I want to ponder it now mm. and kind of like play it out in my head. Like if you do meet that person much, but again, I think it comes down to if you're doing spiritual work, tapping into source, tapping into universe, because mm -hmm. if you're both like get way into way, later into life and you both haven't done it, I think you're going to probably have that dynamic where you really clash because you're like seeing each other so clearly probably have that separation and maybe you come back together in time. But if you're both doing the work and then you encounter your twin flame later on, I think it could be a harmonious, I don't know. It's just I think Gaia is going to publish their first twin flame romantic non-comedy. <laughs> I'm like, Gaia's not that funny. <laughs> but Gaia is going to have it with us right there. Like, that's fine. I love I Gaia. I, want I know, know I see I, you sucking up, but that's I, fine. I love you, Gaia. I do. I just wish that you'd get with it. <laughs> All right. Just step it up, Gaia. All right. They need people like Greg and us. And Greg would be have an amazing show on there. 
about like he's watching. Did you say hi to Greg? Hi, Greg. What's up, buddy? Um, yeah. So I think that like I could see that them making like a movie about it, but then they're like, oh my gosh, like we have the same kindergarten. Like we knew each other and we were rivals on the kindergarten playground and like that they didn't know about it. Like that's rivals the story. on the kindergarten playground. <laughs> that's the story that I'm making up about the possibilities that might exist. What kind question? of fucking kindergarten were you involved in where there's rivals? This is me. This okay, is just all right. my, this is your movie. My movie. Yeah. <laughs> like West Side Story in the fucking kindergarten. <laughs> hey guys, if we're going to get it out to the masses, okay. we've got to make movies like that. <laughs> so if anyone has any last questions <laughs> on Twin Flames, I think we're coming to the end of our time. Or wisdoms. Like honestly, mm, yes. because drop some wisdom. Bombs. Lisa, Julie, Autumn. I feel like there's a lot of wisdom here as well. So is there something that you know, something from your lived experience, something that you feel like you just know to be true about it that we haven't hit on that or, you think is important. Or if you want to drop some more ones about the whole armpit thing and put Ashley in her place and let her know that I'm not that weird. <laughs> Everyone's going to be looking it up afterwards. Guys, just remember that is going to be in your search history and that <laughs> Facebook might start retargeting you with fucking armpit licking fetish assumptions. So, so is it going to be like deodorant? But honestly, anyway, just because we've said this and it's like heard it, it's probably already happening. So just go and look it up. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, make sure you guys leave um, reviews for us and help other people um, land in our space and our quirky spiritual rebels and misfits space um because that really that just helps you just need the reviews so that people are like oh these people are saying important things you need to show it to more people is that yeah this is like that <laughs> what are we hitting next week ne- near-death experiences mm-hmm. right i believe so Mm-hmm. So if you again, I, like I really, and let us know if you like the idea of having questions every week from the group, the roundtable, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions about near death experiences, if you know anyone that's had a near death experience that you think would like really benefit, or we'd benefit from hearing from them, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to invite them into the group and hit Ashley and I up because again, it's a roundtable. It just so happened that today it was the two of us. Yeah. So the near-death experiences, we are having Susan Grau back on. And so if you remember Susan Grau. Oh, did she agree? Yeah. She said yes. Susan Grau. So Susan Grau is a evidential um, psychic medium. And she was on our All Hallows Eve episode. She um, came in that time. She was doing mediumship readings. And but I know that one of the things that she talks about the most and from her own story of her gift, her gifts opening, it was like related to a near-death experience. And so Susan Grau mm. is coming back. She's amazing. Whitney, I know you had a great uh, experience with Susan Grau. She is mm-hmm. just, I mean, I can't wait to have this conversation with her. I'm super excited. Yeah. And then also there's a significance for you of this topic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, there is. Stay tuned next week. <laughs> More will be revealed. <laughs> Fucking subscribe so you can hear the rest. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with us. We enjoyed all of you joining us. And again. Oh, yeah. By the way, like we are pondering having like spiritual rebel and misfit like events and things like a virtual cacao ceremony. Mm-hmm. Although you can have some like green tea. You can get down with some coffee and just like, you know, whatever beverage of choice. 
you want to bring or get, get cacao, you know, ahead of time, we'll give you guys a, you know, a heads up. But what I'm thinking is like, we're envisioning like a zoom where we do this cacao ceremony together. And we like walk you through the process of how you're going to set the intention. I feel like, you know, with me, I'll probably pull some cards and basically with every sip, you're, you're, one will be revealed. <laughs> the cacao, it's delicious. So if you'd be interested in doing a virtual cacao ceremony with us, again, yeah. just a conversation, dropping comments, dropping Let it in us the know. We're, we're pondering like, oh, maybe like there's, you know, full moon ceremonies where we gather on Zoom mm-hmm. or different kinds of things where like we can interact and like be together with all of you um, in person and celebrate and really sort of merge our frequencies and get all freaky and why do you gotta get all sexy about it i don't know i'm just merge our frequencies (laughs) jesus christ we can hang out and relate to one another oh no i'm the dirty one you were talking about the fucking point you're gonna make with this if i had one of these lights i don't have one (laughs) if you guys want to um i'm gonna put a gofundme up to get james a light so that'll be people's vote I mean, if we're going to monetize the fucking podcast, I told him, like, those are, like, a neat, like, gifts and talents. (laughs) I mean, are we supposed to honor our body and the creation? Just basically, you can just channel. You can just, like, channel source. And that that's how it's going to get to the masses, you guys. It's all coming together. I would turn into fucking Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs (laughs) and just be naked in front of it all the time. It would be good for no one. So no light. All right. Keep the light in your garage. <laughs> Thank you. That's guys it for, for joining today. <laughs> we'll stop there. Bye, everybody. Love you guys. <laughs>